Let us pray. For syllabi and study breaks, labs and lectures, we give you thanks, O God. For concert halls and residence halls, we give you thanks. For game nights, opening nights, and date nights, we give you thanks. For this year, with all that it will bring, grant us courage when we are anxious, grace as we grow, and joy in our journey. Amen. Good morning. Please be seated. Welcome to the beginning of the academic year. Welcome to the first day of class. Welcome to our opening convocation. And a special welcome to everyone joining us from the four corners of the globe via the live stream of this ceremony. It's my honor this morning to introduce to you the president of St. Olaf's Student Government Association, Mr. John Brewer, class of 2016. He's pursuing a double major in physics and economics. Before his election as president of SGA, he sat on the executive committee for three years, served on the student activities committee as its coordinator, and was the SGA webmaster, sings with a chapel choir, and plays intramurals. He's a member of The Table, an honor house focused on promoting dialogue around difficult social issues over dinner. In his free time, John runs uswap.org. It's a website designed to help students buy and sell textbooks and find student housing in an effort to save students money. After St. Olaf, John is considering pursuing a career in the field of consulting. His talk is titled, A Community of Explorers. Please welcome John Brewer. Thank you, President Anderson. Good morning. I'm absolutely thrilled to welcome you all back to another academic year here at St. Olaf. Well, it always seems like summer can't be long enough School seems to arrive at just the right time. And this time of year is one of my favorites, as campus is always filled with excitement, summer tales, and an unmatched energy as upperclassmen reunite with friends after what seems to be an eternity. And of course, first years, the time is now. You finally had a chance to move in, meet your roommate, and actually meet the people who've been commenting all over the place on your class's Facebook page. In fact, just a few weeks ago, SGA posted on that very page inquiring about what sits at the top of your bucket list. As expected, we received quite the array of responses ranging from trying Paws Pizza for the first time to attending a math department game night to simply not freezing to death. <laughs> and it's these exact experiences that make up a large part of our college education. But let's be honest, not everything as easy as trying Pa's Pizza for the first time, of which St. Olaf students consumed 92,000 slices last year, if anybody was curious. But sometimes you have to go out of your way to try something new. But every time, you'll get something out of it. You'll learn you know, what you like or what you don't like. My freshman year, I lived in Hoymi Hall, 
Every time I'd walk by the end of the hall, there always seemed to be people hanging out in the only triple on the floor. So finally, one day on my way back from class, I decided I should stop and introduce myself. They were all laughing and playing something on the Xbox with their door open as per usual. So I peeked in and attempted to break the ice with, wow, quite the man cave you guys have got here. <laughs> An awkward silence definitely followed. But it was finally broken with a, you bet, care to join? Looking back, I've learned a lot from freshman year, namely that my arsenal of icebreakers is absolutely terrible. <laughs> but I've also learned the importance of challenging familiarity of the day to day. Stepping outside of my comfort zone to simply ask a couple guys their names was one of the greatest moves I made freshman year. The same people who took a risk and invited me to stay for a while in their man cave we're taking the exact same risk I was. The result, now I share an honor house with some of my best friends, many of whom I met that very day. The notion of trying something new is no foreign concept to Oli's. It's the key element that makes this place so incredible. St. Olaf is a place where you're encouraged to push the bounds of what you know through discovery and exploration. It embodies the nature of what the liberal arts truly are and is seen in everything Oli's do, from taking risks to challenging ideas and even asking questions of the, of the norm. But the beauty of this place is that the exploration doesn't stop at the walls of the classroom. It spills over into the people you meet, the activities you join, and the experiences you have. St. Olaf is a unique place. It's a place where you'll meet honest, interesting, and genuine people wherever you go. It's a place so oriented around community that just a few days after move-in, it feels like a home. It's a place focused on discovery, conversation, and synthesis. It's a place rooted in the liberal arts. Beyond the classrooms, kitchens, and dorm rooms, though, St. Olaf has the most valuable tool of all, the people. Community is one of the basic aspects that define Oli's. Not only are they incredibly smart and hardworking, they are constantly seeking to build new relationships working tirelessly to help others, and are always looking for opportunities to pass along their St. Olaf experience. At no other time in your life will you have so many faculty, staff, students, and alumni rooting for your success, unless maybe you become a professional athlete. But these people show up to campus every day to make sure trying something new is as easy as possible. Call an alum. Go to office hours, grab lunch with an advisor, whatever it is, because there's nothing like the St. Olaf community. First years, this coming school year it will be packed with new things. Take advantage of them. Sophomores, juniors, and seniors, you've settled into a routine. You're seasoned veterans now. But I guarantee there's still someone new to calf date with, a new class to take, or a new office to visit. Break out of the day-to-day -day and discover something new. As you start your first day of classes, remember why you chose to come here. You wanted a school with an incredible community and high-caliber academics that will give you more than just a degree. Not only do you study the liberal arts here, you live them. In the activities you choose to pursue, the late-night conversations you have with your friends, the events you attend, the list goes on and on. Oli's, you've joined a community of explorers. Each day with that community is a unique and important one. You have an incredibly valuable 258 days ahead of you. Make the most of it. 
and put something new on your bucket list. Thank you. John. Excellent advice. It is now my pleasure to introduce Wendy Allen, Professor of Romance Languages and Gertrude Bo Overby, Distinguished Professor of Humanities. Professor Allen joined the St. Olaf faculty in 1977. Over the course of a fruitful and energetic career, she has been a leader here on campus and nationally. She is deeply committed to student learning and to ensuring that students who study French have a powerful experience of the language and the culture of France and other French-speaking countries. Nationally, Professor Allen is a recognized leader in language instruction. She has also been a campus leader in making the curriculum more international. She credits this interest to her involvement in teaching in St. Olaf's off-campus study programs. Together with her husband, Richard, who is a professor of computer science here, she has led term in the Middle East once, global semester twice, and at least 10 interims to France and Morocco. As Overby Distinguished Professor, she has expanded the discussion of learning about cultures to the entire campus. Thanks to Professor Allen, Faculty members from, the, from many departments have been engaged in a discussion of what it means to study abroad, to reflect on one's experiences, and to return to St. Olaf College a more fully educated and engaged member of the college community and of society. This vision is made all the more powerful thanks to the character of Wendy Allen. It is a global perspective that is founded in kindness, a generosity of spirit, and a careful attention to the local and the personal, as well as the global. Professor Allen will speak to us today on being a leader, a learner, being a learner in the 21st century. Please join me in welcoming Wendy Allen. Thank you, Marcy, for the very kind introduction. I truly am honored to speak to you today. I want to say before I begin that I had never met John before this morning, but one of the things that I believe that will surprise you is the amazing convergence between the message that he gave you and the message that I intend to give you. <laughs> I'd like to begin with a story a real-life story. It was Sunday afternoon, August 2nd, 2015, in Minneapolis. It was a 10-year reunion hosted by students my husband and I had led on St. Olaf's global semester in 2005-2006. It was a gorgeous afternoon. We were out in the backyard of the house where one of our students rented an apartment one of the students made paella from scratch. Oh, its odors wafted through the air. 
It was the first time since their graduation that my husband and I had seen some of these students who came from around the world, I might add, others we'd seen on and off over the years. It was also the first time since graduation since some of them had seen each other, whereas others had had frequent contact. They talked about what they'd done since graduation, what they were doing now, the shape their lives were taking, the travels in which they'd engaged. One had become a physician. Another was working in long-term health care. A third was doing health care-related research. One was a lawyer. Two were working abroad. Three had found positions in the arts. Clearly, they were leading lives of worth and service, as we say in our mission statement. And they seemed happy, content, satisfied. At one point in the conversation, my husband cut in saying, okay, let's cut to the chase here. There's something Wendy and I really want to know. Here goes. How well do you think St. Olaf prepared you for life after St. Olaf? The responses came without hesitation. I found graduate school relatively easy. Many of the courses I'd taken at St. Olaf were more challenging than my graduate school courses. <laughs> the kind of analysis and writing I had to do at St. Olaf really set me up for the workplace. I knew how to examine large amounts of data and present my analysis in clear, well-organized, convincing ways. I learned how to write well and how to speak convincingly. I learned what it is to work as a member of a team. I learned how to relate to people who are different from me. The big thing for me, one said, is that at St. Olaf, I learned how to learn. This ability has opened lots of doors for me. At St. Olaf, I learned how to learn. This phrase struck a deep chord in me, especially as I thought back to my own college years, a long time ago, during which time I confess I learned how to study, but probably not how to learn. I want to talk today about two separate but interrelated ideas that I consider key to a St. Olaf education what it is to be a learner, and how we are adapting to the world of the 21st century and the demands that world is placing on all of us if we want to be well-informed, responsible, globally engaged citizens. While my examples of 21st century learning will come from my field of expertise, foreign language study, I'm certain that other disciplines taught at St. Olaf can make similar claims. So first, what is it to be a learner? And is being a learner different than being a student? Technically, a student is someone who attends a school or academic institution. Being a learner, on the other hand, has to do with what the person does once he or she has made the decision to attend a particular academic institution and equally importantly, the spirit in which he or she does it. A learner gains knowledge or understanding or skills through study, instruction, or investigation. Being a learner 
is more demanding than being a student. A student considers the professor responsible for student learning. The student does what the professor says, completes assignments on time, takes tests, etc. A learner goes beyond this, taking personal responsibility for his or her learning. Becoming a learner requires the development of certain habits of heart, qualities like curiosity, openness, tolerance, respect, patience, enthusiasm, even passion. It also requires the development of certain habits of mind, attentive reading, critical thinking, careful listening, and the ability to participate in discussion, the ability to entertain multiple points of view or perspectives, strong analytical abilities, clear and convincing writing. We do not develop these habits of heart and mind on our own. They do not come naturally, alas. Taking inspiration from Simone de Beauvoir, who wrote, on ne n'est pas femme, on le devient. One is not born a woman, one becomes one. I had to get at least one French phrase into this talk. <laughs> we are not born learners. Rather, we become learners through a process of socialization, a process of structured, intentional, social and intellectual interaction. One of the features of St. Olaf College that we don't often talk about, but about which we should be particularly proud, I think, is the system of socialization we have created to help you students develop these habits of heart and mind to help you become learners. Starting at the top is our vision for St. Olaf and for you as learners. We know the goals we have for the liberal arts education we provide here. We pledge to offer an education grounded in notions of community, communities, and relationships. An education that's academically rigorous, rooted in the Lutheran tradition, and globally engaged. And we know the goals we have for you as students, as learners. These are the STO goals that you first years have been hearing about for the last week or so. Self-development, broad knowledge, specialized knowledge, critical thinking, communication and collaboration, integration and application, responsible engagement, vocational discernment. Everything we do in this place, we do with an eye to fostering development of these qualities and capabilities. Vision and aspiration aren't enough, however. Being socialized into something, developing new habits, requires models whose example we're inspired to follow. You will find lots of models at St. Olaf. For whether we be professors, administrators, or staff, like you students, we seek to be learners. The faculty sitting up here today embody the habits of heart and mind I described earlier in their personal lives and in their professional lives. And most importantly, they're committed to helping you achieve these habits during your time at St. Olaf, both inside the classroom and out.
Your academic advisor will be your first guide and mentor, a person to whom you can go in times both good and not so good. Work to cultivate a relationship with your advisor. The St. Olaf curriculum is another vehicle of socialization. It's intended to help you become a lover of learning. Most of you first-year students will type Writing 111 or Religion 121, or perhaps you'll opt for a conversation program. These curricular options may seem to you to be highly individual or individualized, but the fact that large numbers of you are taking these courses has the potential to create a shared collective experience. In short, to create communities of learners. Which section of Writing 110 or of Religion 121 are you enrolled in? What's the topic or focus of the course? What books are you going to read? Which conversation program have you chosen? Why did you choose this one rather than another? A conversation with fellow students is born. Communities of learners are naturally formed. You first-year students may find St. Olaf courses quite different from those taken in high school. Yes, there is likely to be a lot more homework. That is true. But the courses are different in other ways as well. Many St. Olaf faculty are likely to rely on what is called a constructivist approach to teaching and learning. If you're accustomed to teachers who lecture on a certain topic, and then require that on tests you spit back the information taught in class, you may be in for quite a surprise. For in a constructivist approach, professors expect you, working either alone or perhaps in a small group, to work your way through a body of material and come up with an answer or solution to some type of problem on your own. Professors do not simply give you the answer. This approach can be challenging for newcomers, scary even, especially when it occurs in a language that isn't your first language. But it has the potential to help you develop the very habits of heart and mind I talked about earlier. And once you get accustomed to it, you will embrace it. A strong sense of mission and identity models to emulate, the opportunity to learn in community, a curriculum and pedagogical approach that forge the development of particular qualities and abilities, professors who are deeply engaged in the lives of their students. All of these elements, plus a wide array of specialized services, the admissions office, the dean of students office, multicultural affairs, the college pastor's office, the academic support center, the writing center, the speaking center, the Piper Center, the registrar's office, and more. All of these form part of St. Olaf's system of socialization I have been describing. The system that's intended to help you become the kind of passionate, engaged learner and well-informed global citizen of the world that you want to become. Which brings me to the second part of my talk, the demands of living and learning in the 21st century and how St. Olaf is meeting those demands. 
As you well know, the world we now live in and in which you will live after your graduation from St. Olaf is a very different world than the one I grew up in. To quote Dana Mortensen in a December 2014 article, the challenges today's students will face as tomorrow's leaders will involve working more closely across geographic borders and with people who have very different backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences. In short, diversity and global citizenship are our common future." End of quote. Great diversity comes with great opportunity. The foreign language community and we language professors at St. Olaf are responding positively to the challenges of the 21st century. Our intention is to equip learners with the attitudes, knowledge, and skills needed to participate in increasingly diverse national and transnational communities. It's important to know, however, that learning a language different from one's native language does not automatically help one become interculturally and communicatively competent. History has shown us that it's possible to be a fluent speaker of a language and culturally ignorant. I will resist the temptation to cite examples. <laughs> Major changes have occurred in recent years in the teaching and learning of modern foreign and second languages. The model some of you perhaps remember, I like to call it the main meal versus dessert model, in which one is expected to master the grammar of the language before having the right to use the language in real life communication is happily behind us. So to some extent is a purely communicative model which sought to link real life communication with the learning of vocabulary and grammar, good idea, but which especially in the early years tended toward a highly self-referential focus. My family, my house, my favorite meal, my favorite trip. The modern language curriculum of today gives due emphasis to the study of vocabulary, grammar, and syntax, but it's organized around larger principles commonly referred to as the five C's, communication, culture, connections, comparisons, and communities. The idea behind this organization is that learners use the language for communication in real life situations, as in the communicative model, but that they move beyond talking simply about themselves in their daily lives, and instead engage with all kinds of texts, written and oral. Language use becomes academic and not just interpersonal. By experiencing and exploring other cultures, either firsthand or secondhand through texts or even direct relationships, students develop a deeper understanding of the relationship between language and culture, and they learn to view their own culture from a different point of view. They learn to use their language to explore insights that come from disciplines ranging across the curriculum. They identify and explore similarities and differences between their native language and culture and another language and culture. Finally, through the community's goal, 
They extend language learning beyond the classroom, make contact with native speaker individuals and communities, and learn to live and interact in a global community. These five goal areas overlap and reinforce each other. The way some departments at St. Olaf have chosen to bring together these different big picture goals is to organize individual courses in our FOL sequence, especially at the intermediate level, by topic rather than by a particular grammatical focus. For example, perhaps this semester some of you will be exploring issues of identity in the French-speaking world outside France in French 232, or exploring the physical and human diversity and the question of sustainability in the Spanish-speaking world if you're taking Spanish 231. As a would-be interculturalist, I lump these five C's together and consider that our overarching goal in working with students is to promote their intercultural communicative competence. Rather long and nasty phrase, but you get the idea. ICC for short. Intercultural communicative competence is a more appropriate overarching goal for language study in the 21st century than communicative competence alone for three reasons. One, it allows learners to interpret and understand the cultural contexts of people with whom they interact and thereby to interact with them confidently, productively, and respectfully. Two, it enables learners to serve as linguistic and cultural go-betweens or mediators between individuals and groups of differing languages and cultures. And three, it enables learners to reflect critically on themselves as cultural beings and on their own cultural context. It allows them to discover, analyze, reflect upon, and come to understand how inhabitants of other cultures view them and their native country or culture. Developing intercultural communicative competence gives learners access to a way of conceptualizing the world and life within it different from the one they have acquired in their native culture. Access to that world enables them, indeed requires them, to view themselves and their native culture from a perspective other than their own. They learn to see themselves and their native land from a new frame of reference through the eyes of persons different from themselves. This is a significant dimension of what at St. Olaf we call acquiring a global perspective. Developing intercultural communicative competence, I will argue, is a requirement for living in the 21st century. ICC develops through a process of socialization similar to the one I talked about earlier in the course of which one becomes a learner. It requires that one develop certain habits of heart, certain habits of mind. Learning to interpret and understand those with whom we come in contact, whether directly or indirectly, requires an understanding of ourselves as cultural beings, an understanding of cultural differences, 
and a genuine desire to explore those differences. It requires the ability to understand and take account of multiple perspectives together with critical and comparative thinking skills. It requires problem-solving abilities. It requires an ability to recognize and accept ambiguity and change. It requires creativity. Finally, it requires an understanding of globally significant issues. At St. Olaf, we describe developing these abilities as acquiring a global perspective. Lots of people believe that acquiring this perspective comes only from participating in study abroad. If you want to acquire a global perspective, you have to study abroad. So goes the mantra. I am the first person to recommend that study abroad be part of your St. Olaf education. We have programs of all types located in sites around the globe. There's a program that fits the needs of every student, and there's financial aid to help finance study abroad. However, acquiring a global perspective or becoming a globally engaged learner, if you prefer that term, has to begin long before you depart on a study abroad venture. It will likely begin in your foreign language class and in the activities sponsored by language departments like conversation tables, film series. You remember, you first years, the title of the session about foreign languages, Foreign Languages, Passport to the World. It's true. But I want to call attention to an often overlooked source of global perspectives that's also present right here on our campus. St. Olaf's many international students. Let's reach out to them, welcome them, consider them a source of knowledge and perspective different from our own. Let's provide for them at St. Olaf the kind of experience we would like to have if we were students at a university in their home country. Let's make it possible for them not only to learn, but to develop long lasting and deep friendships. I understand the opening convocation to be the first official gathering in a given academic year of the entire academic community. The purpose of this gathering, in my view, is to welcome newcomers, to welcome back those who have been away for the hill from a t for a time, and to affirm who we are as a community. For me, what defines us as a community here at St. Olaf is that we are all learners. Learners who embrace the notion of learning in community and in communities. In this 21st century, we aspire to be genuinely curious and open. We aspire to be attentive and patient listeners, perceptive readers and communicators, creative artists. We seek to develop and manifest daily intellectual excitement, genuine passion for learning, care and respect for ourselves, for each other, and for the environment, a commitment to hard work and creativity. 
We strive to be well-informed, culturally sensitive, globally engaged. Today, at this opening convocation of the 2015-16 academic year, I invite all of us, as individuals and as a community, to commit ourselves to the attainment of these goals. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy, for a talk full of both big ideas and great advice. In a moment, I'll invite everyone to stand as you're able to sing From From, and then ask you to please remain standing for the benediction and the recessional. Incidentally, the faculty are going to recess right out those doors and continue recessing to the steps that spill down the hill by Rolvog Library, where we're going to conduct an experiment can roughly 200 very smart, highly autonomous, independent spirits organize themselves for a group photo. So those of you who enjoy spectacle are welcome to, uh, to watch. So let's please rise and sing from from.
May God bless you and keep you. May God's love and grace always be with you. And may you walk in God's peace. Amen.